Hello everyone and welcome back to the second episode of Breaking Down the Walls with Macaulay Munoz. I am Macaulay, the opinion editor here at the State Hornet and I am joined by two of my favorite people on the State Hornet, Cameron Dady and Mercy Sosa. Introduce yourself, girls. Hi everyone, I'm Cameron. I'm one of the news editors at the State Hornet. Hi everyone, I am Mercy Sosa. I am also one of the news editors at the State Hornet, and I am happy to be back with you all again on this second episode. Mercy was on my first episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, we talked about a year in COVID. She was there. She gave all the stories, amazing guests, and now we have Cameron. The We have the news queens here. It, it oh. They needed to get on an episode together, so this is finally their chance. But today we're going to talk about The Bachelor. Obviously, it's been like a really, really big subject all over social media. Everyone is a huge fan. It's a really, really big franchise. So a lot of things have been happening. Let's just jump in and get into it so we can, you know, shit talk on The Bachelor. All right. So how do you feel like the season went? Like with COVID, the girls, Matt? You know, I usually tend to like The Bachelorette seasons better. Um, I like the resort they were at. I think they had some cute dates. But overall, this just wasn't my favorite season. I think there was a lot of drama and it focused more on the drama rather than Matt finding his person. And so it was just a lot of drama. That's not my favorite part of the show. I would have to agree with Cameron there. I personally also prefer The Bachelorette. I just feel like, no offense to the men on The Bachelor, but I feel like The Bachelorettes are much smarter and make their decisions more based on whether or not the contestants are actually going to fit in with their lives and who they are as people. Um, I don't want to say that all the bachelors just pick their final pick because they're eye candy, but like, I feel like they could be doing a better job at the end when it comes to actually deciding who's going to be their quote unquote life partner. Matt, I feel like he did I feel like he did okay, given everything with COVID, and it just seems like he also was going through personal issues towards the end of the season. I would give him more slack. I feel like he definitely could have made better decisions along the season, but overall, I kind of just feel bad for the guy, like, picking who he picked at the end, Rachel Kirkconnell, who had... (sighs) several controversies surrounding her with liking racist posts and being in a social media post, I believe on Instagram, with her friends at a antebellum party, which Mm -hmm. glorifies the Old South, which we we all know what that means. So I just feel generally bad for him. I feel like the last few seasons have just not been like good like no one has other than like Tasha, no one has gotten like a good season like Colton season him and forgot what her name was because so irrelevant Hannah obviously her season ended the way that it did like with Jed and I, I just feel like for whatever reason we're not getting that what the bachelor is for and i felt so bad because i do agree like the girls on the bachelor always make women they always make us out seem make us out to seem so much worse than we actually are they're so catty they're so petty like oh my god like just shut up what do you care about the other people's journeys like let them date matt let them get to know him let him explore those relationships what do you care if he went on two one-on-ones at the same time with the same girl like worry about your journey worry about your own problems instead of like bringing up other people's past lives that have nothing to do 
with the situation. Obviously, the racism thing is something that needs to be brought up. But, like, being called an escort, which is, like, what one of the girls got called this season, her life is never going to be able to, like, continue normally. That's the first thing that's always going to show up when they look her up, when she gets a job. Like, these girls just were so terrible. Like, you didn't really see that love or that friendship that you always kind of see with the other girls or with the men that come out of this journey. They, like, always end up friends. And it's always so cool to see on social media. Like, they're always seeing each other. They're at each other's weddings and all that stuff. But, like, no, I cannot imagine these girls are actually, like, real, genuine friends. But I do want to get into Rachel, obviously, because that's the biggest thing that happened. Um, What are your thoughts on Rachel and everything that happened? I, just like you said, I just feel so bad for Matt. He just looked so devastated at the, after the final rose, he just looked just so heartbroken. Um, Cause obviously you don't want to find that out about somebody that you love, but as people have said online, it's not his responsibility to teach her that that was wrong. And I think that was a burden that he was feeling in that relationship because she didn't understand that what she had done and taking those pictures at an antebellum party or even going to the party, she didn't understand that that was wrong. So I think he just didn't expect that from her. He thought that she fully understood him. He thought that they were going to be on track to be engaged and then get married. And he wanted to start a life with her. And she was in no way understanding his experience as a black man. And she was not going to be able to be that life partner for him because she didn't understand that about him. He didn't. She didn't understand anything. She didn't understand that that was insensitive. And so I just felt so bad for him. Aside from all the controversy and the racism, that has been demonstrated by Rachel. I just did not see her connection with Matt at all. After the final rose, to see them together at the end and to really know what she did, I just did not feel bad for her at all. And I don't honestly think anyone should feel bad for her. The fact that she did not understand in the beginning why Matt had an issue with those photos of her at an antebellum party did not sit right with me at all and like Cameron I just felt horrible for Matt and no one should have to explain to her why that is wrong but I think it's a good thing that she brought it up that she didn't see an issue with it because that means that a lot of the people that go to those types of parties that are from the area she probably grew up in see no issue with it they just see it as a party And while I was watching her, you know, like, talk about it, I was like, I do not see any ounce of, like, emotion or remorse from her part. I just felt like she was just giving me a bland speech as to, like, oh, yeah, this is wrong. Like, I'm sorry. And then I was thinking, like, what would be the best approach for her in this moment besides just apologizing? And I think there really isn't, like, a best approach. I just think that it's all on the producers for not knowing this information beforehand and not removing her as an option or as a contestant before the season even started. That is true because I remember in other seasons, previous seasons, they'll like really put these people through the ringer to like see who they are. Like if you saw people who were like domestic abusers, which happened in Hannah's season, like one of the top guys from like the very beginning he ended up leaving because he had like allegations against him how do you not know that this girl is a racist like i, I don't under- like social media is everywhere all you have to do is google these things scroll through the timeline 
and see what she's tagged in. Like, how did you not catch that? Or you just chose to keep her there. Her speech in the after the like final rose was very like, you could tell that they were just like feeding it to her to like make sure that she came out of this, like not the victim. But I don't actually believe that she really understands Matt's like struggles. I mean, he's a black man in America. He has to deal with these things day in and day out. So it's frustrating to see that someone who said that she went in for him didn't try to realize like what it would be like to be with a man of color and having to deal with his struggles and be able to relate with him on that level. If you don't even understand what an antebellum party is, you sure as hell are not going to understand the day life of a black man. Like, it's why do you think you're going to be able to date him and be his life partner, be the mother of his children, who are going to come out black, sweetheart? How? What are you going to tell them when they start growing up and they see these things and their mother is there dressed up in a party about the the war, like, you know, not separating the South or separating from the South or whatever? Like, how do you explain that? How do you expect Matt to want to continue to be with you after that. If she said she went on the show for him, she did not show any understanding at all of who he is. And as I've seen people say online, like, oh, it, it was three years ago. It was in 2018. You know, she she could have learned and she could have grown since then. She just, she admitted she didn't understand when he brought it up to her. And when it was the allegations were coming out and the pictures were coming out, she admitted she didn't understand in 2021. And just because it was three years ago, it's been wrong for a long time and her lack of understanding is just is just ignorant. Yeah, he walked into this thinking that he was going to find the love of his life, but at the same time I also like he walked in with those like obviously his problems with his dad and like their relationship and never really got over it. So I feel like he did a disservice not only to like himself, but like to the other women if he knew that he felt like he couldn't commit to like a lifelong relationship and get engaged at the end of this, which is the point of the show is you're supposed to end up with an engagement. That Aside from Rachel, had it not been Rachel, this would have still happened. He still would have been like, well, I kind of want to see where this goes. And a lot of the times that does happen. But he, even then, he probably still wouldn't have been ready. I mean, these this takes years to get over. That's not just like a one time, like bring my father onto The Bachelor and have this live conversation. Like, it needs to be like, you know, you go therapy, go touch some grass, like do something like this is not a one and done type of thing. This is years of just trying to heal from it before you try to put someone else into your trauma and try to fix you because that's not fair to the women that came on here and wanted a commitment from you. And that conversation with his dad, I feel like he needed to have that. But I also feel like it shouldn't have been on network television. Like I felt uncomfortable watching it because I felt like I was in somebody's home like in somebody's very personal discussion and it just makes me question as well like why did they decide that matt would be the best pick for the bachelor if i don't know i just feel like it was pretty clear that he was not ready to make a lifetime commitment yeah it's sad and it's unfortunate i understand actually i don't because even around the time where they announced like he was going to be the first black bachelor. It was just kind of feel like they were following the political and social movement of like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything that was happening last summer. They were just kind of like, okay, we're going to shove a black bachelor in front of you just so you could see that we're with, with the times, but you're really not. How many years has this long, like this show been on? You're barely putting on like black contestants, like Tasha past season, but like 
Rachel was only, Rachel Lindsay was only like so recent. Like you only decided right now that you wanted to have black people onto the show as if they don't find love. Like, I don't understand. I feel like they just kind of, everything to them is just trying to follow the movement, but it's not hitting correctly. They're doing it at such like incorrect times and it's so insincere that like you don't want to believe it. I understand wanting to have like a back, black bachelor, but Matt was not the pick. You could have easily picked someone else. You could have picked, who was it? Mike. 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 You could have picked <laughs> Mike. And you picked Matt, the man who cannot commit. Actually, I think Mike also had issues. But like still, <laughs> just saying, pick someone that doesn't have daddy or mommy issues that like comes from a nice house so you don't have to deal with these things or at least has dealt with their problems and not have to like bring their traumas onto live television for everyone to see like that's such a weird thing to like have like you're leaving the show at some point this is not the rest of your life like now you those people are going to be like oh well he brought his dad on and talked about how he left him and his dad just didn't care like what a weird thing to do I don't know that just yeah. that conversation made me so uncomfortable me too I think that in a way, it's good for this show to bring light to these traumas because a lot of people go through them. And I think that just because you have gone to, through a trauma in your life, that doesn't mean you're undateable or aren't worthy to love. So I think that the main thing here, I think, is just to avoid bringing your trauma and affecting and pushing it on other people, I think, is more so what the bachelor or the bachelorette should avoid to do it's a self-reflection i think at that point where you need to realize if you're ready or not for that type of a thing but (laughs) this conversation of rachel also goes into chris harrison which is one of the bigger conversations to be had because he is the front man of the show chris i mean the bachelor would be nothing without chris harrison in the front man of just everything but obviously he said he went on to an interview with Rachel Lindsay and just was so insensitive and just completely saw a, away from the point of what this conversation is about and being quote unquote woke or cancel culture, all that kind of stuff, and didn't understand where it was that we were all coming from or for a woman of color to be saying these things. And he just didn't really hit the line on that. So what are your thoughts on Chris and the response from the Bachelor franchise up until this point? I, I know that he's not going to be the host for the next season, but they didn't officially announce that he's not going to be be the host in future seasons. And I think he still works as a producer behind the scenes. And I think that he needs, they need to fire him completely. The way he spoke to Rachel Lindsay was completely disrespectful, speaking over her, missing the point entirely. And his defense of Rachel Kirk Connell was again, that it was in 2018 and the woke police are coming and it's cancel culture completely missing the point of why people are upset. It doesn't matter that it was three years ago. And just the way that he spoke to Rachel Lindsay was disrespectful, not only because she's a person, but also like that's the first black bachelorette that you're speaking to. You know her. So the fact that you're speaking to her that way just shows you also are ignorant and racist and missing the point of everything that people are upset about when they're seeing these things about Rachel Kirkconnell online. I don't think that he should have obviously defended her in any way, but I don't think that he even needed to go on television to defend Rachel Kirkconnell. They should have just apologized and taken her off and let her make a statement and taken her off the season. Like she shouldn't have been on the season in the first place. 
Yes, I agree with Cameron. I believe Chris Harrison has got to go. But I will say that I honestly don't think that Chris Harrison is the only problem in the Bachelor franchise. I think that the whole franchise has an issue with doing this performative activism. As in like, yeah, we'll give you a Black Bachelor, we'll give you a Black Bachelorette, but in the end, ultimately, they don't really care. And Chris Harrison's interview with Rachel Lindsay really demonstrated that when he told her, who are you, Rachel Lindsay, to basically say that this was wrong, you know, and to call her out when what Rachel Kirkconnell did was not only just wrong in 2018, but like Rachel Lindsay said, it has always been wrong. 2018 was not even that long ago. Who was it three years ago? Yeah, people act like it was like 80 years ago. I think they just say that because of the protests this summer. But I think that's just people being willfully ignorant because these protests have been going on for a long time. This issue has been ongoing since the foundation of America, since before that, you know? It's just, I think that removing Chris Harrison is... I think it'll definitely begin the process of the franchise actually doing something about this issue that they have. Bringing a diverse set of producers is also important. I mean, I've always had like a problem, like a little problem with The Bachelor in terms of like lack of diversity, lack of inclusivity, lack of just variety of people. Like if you look at any of the contestants, whether it be the main bachelorette or the bachelor or like the actual girls and the guy the men that are going on they all look the same like you really could not put up anyone a face i could tell you that that person was on this season honestly they haven't been on a season in the past four or five years like they all look the same and the also like the fact that those girls can just walk up to a rack and find their size like like you're telling me that the all these girls are just the one size like there's i don't know like these they're just picture perfect off of like a runway like model-esque type of girls and that's always bothered me because I'm just like do skinny people only find love like I'm so confused like could you really not find anyone else and I feel like we've gotten to this point where it's like that's what we see when we see love that's what we see when we see you know just like in anywhere like this is what they're going to show off as like true love but you're only seeing like one kind of a person that's what it's always bothered me it's always been like a small thing that's always eaten away at me but I'm like I'm gonna keep watching but I just wish that we just saw more people that actually looked like people that were watching the show because they want to feel like you're selling love to these people you're selling a dream you're selling a fantasy and is that does that fantasy not include people of color does that fantasy not include plus women and plus men like why are you only catering to this such a small audience of people that's not the reality anymore it's always been such a problem for me like ugh, I hate that like I see one more skinny blonde white girl as the winner or as the bachelor I swear to god I'm gonna go crazy like I, I can't do this anymore no yeah if 90% of the girls in the house can all share the same foundation shade or when they walk into one of those dates where they have like a boutique and they can all all of them go to the same rack and like pick off if it's like a wedding dress date or whatever. If they can all pick the same sizes, 
then you have a diversity issue in every sense. People always want to see people that look like them on their television shows. And The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are only showing pretty much one type of love. Or athletes. It's always or an athletes. athlete. It's always or a man models. who has a six-pack pe- six or whatever the hell it is that they have. And I'm like, they're the only people, like, where did you find these guys? Like, are you really had to, like, pick through them. Or maybe people like that aren't, like sending in their applications because they know they're not going to get picked like how 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 like they have found some ugly people don't get me wrong but like it's always just like these average like blue collar looking men like or the hottest guys you've ever seen there's no in the middle there's no in the middle they're either super ugly and they're old also, let's talk about age, because the fact that The Bachelor could be 30 years old, but the girls have to be, I think, who was the youngest? Like, Kat? She was, like, 21. Yeah. Why? Like, how is it? But then when Claire, she was, like, 35, but then they brought on this all these young guys. I'm like, why? Why can't you just have someone that's, like, 30? And why do you have to make it that age? Like, why do you have to declare that Claire's 37 or whatever the fuck how old she was? And, like, make that the center. Like, okay, she's 37. So what? But, like, make it normal that, like, people at any age are finding love. Not just these 22-year-olds who just got out of college and have nothing to do. Have you seen the commercials for the... They're asking for casting for, like, seniors. Like, senior citizens. Have you seen those? (laughs) I'm interested to see what that show looks like. It's like they're doing, like, 21-year-old girls. And they're like, now send us your grandparents. Like, I don't... Why can't we have Claire and, like, 40-year-olds? Imagine watching your grandmother fall in love on national television. That would be amazing. That would be iconic. She has like 30 grandkids and they're all just like visiting her during uh, hometowns. Oh my God. I would love that. That'd be amazing. That's the show that I would watch. That's the show that I would promote 100% watching seniors fall in love. Because at that point, who cares? But like they, I hate this such like age disparity that they do. Like why? Like... Matt is Matt is like 31 or something like that and the girls were like 20 something I'm like you are not ready for love you're 21 like calm down you just you can't even run a car yet like just <laughs> figure out your life first figure out a job before you try to find love and diverse jobs like they're always their little tagline is always like social media influencer or something like that and I'm like can we pick someone else like, the lawyers are always, like, really nice. Like, the doctors, the teachers. They're always, like, the good ones. And then it's, like, social media influencer. And there's always the ones that, like, start drama. And I'm, like, we get it. You're going to, you know, promote Herbalife in a few months. But, like, just keep it together. Like, don't ruin the process with your <laughs> personal agenda. <laughs> what was Victoria's? What was Victoria's occupation? Queen. Queen or something? Queen. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Victoria. Oh, oh. my god. <laughs> the best villain to have she was oh my she was something else. Isn't she racist too? Probably. I could have sworn <laughs> I saw like an Instagram page where it was like she had like a, a MAGA hat, a red MAGA hat in the back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron, you know what I'm talking I about. I did see this. Yeah. She had like there was like a MAGA flag hanging off the mm-hmm. side of her chair behind her and and I don't she turned off all the comments on her social media. Yep, that's she of sells it was like her. she sells like consultations about health and like all these health packages for like six hundred dollars on her website. It's, it's insane. I looked up her website. 
Yeah, but exactly. it's her own brand. <laughs> it's the same thing. It is the same thing. You are going to look at the products and it's the same thing. Oh my God. I cannot believe. So, anyway, <laughs> that girl. Let's talk about something a little more positive The Bachelorettes. And I mean plural, Bachelorettes, because we are getting two seasons of The Bachelorette this year. We are getting Katie, who left the show, I think, like, right before Hometowns, or maybe the week before that. And then we got Michelle, who was the runner-up of the show, who I absolutely love and adore, and I cannot wait to see. How do you guys feel about these two Bachelorettes coming up? I love Michelle. I think she is the sweetest person. I think she is just so kind. She has, she's so adorable. I love mm-hmm. her. I loved seeing her talk to her students. Um, she was my favorite on the season. So I was very disappointed by the way her journey on The Bachelor ended. So I'm very excited that she's going to be The Bachelorette. And I really hope that it works out for her. I'm also excited for Katie, even though ben, Michelle was my favorite. I do still like Katie. I'm excited for her season. Um, I think she has good energy. I like that she was super sex positive. So we'll see how her season goes. But Michelle was definitely my favorite all time of this season. I loved Michelle. There's something about her voice too. Like she's very like, she sounds just like really sweet and really like humble and just it's very like comforting. Mature. Yes, very comforting. And I think it's also because she's a teacher, which I don't know if you saw those memes of like, Michelle students reacting to Matt dumping Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I love Michelle. Like, I think she will be a great bachelorette. She just seems ready for commitment and ready for what it, it, what it's, what's coming her way. Also love Katie. I love how she came in and she did not care about bringing a dildo on the first episode of the Bachelor, although I see you rolling your eyes, Magali. But I didn't roll my Katie, eyes. It was just when I saw that I was like, "Oh my god!" And she made him hold it. Oh god, never mind. Just keep going. As corny and as cringy as it may have been, I thought it was pretty brave just to go ahead and do that and bring some, I guess, sex positivity to the show. Um, my Slack notification went off. So I'll just repeat that. Just bringing some <laughs> sex positivity to the show, I think was pretty great. And I do like how she stood up to the bullying in the house. I really, really like that. And I commend her for it. And I hate that in, what was it, the women tell all, they came for her for that when it's just, she's just being mature and she's not letting other people step on others, especially with everything that went down with Brittany, Brittany unfortunately with and I believe calling her a was it a sex worker an escort escort? yeah and just everything else that went down I think Katie did an amazing thing by standing up for it and I can't wait to see her as the bachelorette as well I feel like she'll be very fun to see on tv let's just hope the bachelor franchise listens to their audience we want change we want diversity we want new people exciting ideas kick it out with the old shit old white people bring that in bring bring in the old white people let them find love let those people find love but kick out those barbie looking girls and just bring in people who represent your audience that's all we want we want to see ourselves on that screen we want to find love too 
And we want those people who are bachelors and bachelorettes to find love, but not in a toxic culture like they've been in recently. So thank you ladies for joining me for this episode. It was very nice talking to you and I'm glad I was able to gossip with my news queens about the probably the most shallow show (laughs) ever, (laughs) but it was amazing. So thank you. Thank Thank you for for having having us, opinion queen. I will see you all in the next episode. Bye.